Good morning, everybody. Welcome on into your Thursday Freight Waves Now Community Spotlight. I'm Kaylee Nix. And because it's Thursday, it's time to check in with our favorite trucking expert, Thomas Lawson. And Thomas, you're joining us this morning, of course, for your show, Loaded and Rolling. It was a pretty good episode this week, and we got a lot to talk about in the trucking world for as far as headlines go. Definitely was. And, you know, one of the fun ones is Dasky and TFI. Now, those of you who forget, uh, they purchased Dasky uh, earlier on uh, months ago. But one of the plans was, it's a flatbed carrier. If you don't know who Dasky is, they also have a YouTube video because I called them Dasky. I apologize. It's Dasky. It teaches you how to pronounce it. Uh, largest one in North America. Let's look at the numbers. 4,500 tractors, 11,000 trailers. That, my friend, is an enterprise carrier for the enterprise carrier expert to talk about. But on the earnings call, the fascinating thing was, was that TFI International does a little bit of everything. Huge logistics conglomerate out of Canada. Well, remember the XPO and RXO, the split? So we're going to go pure play, get better value? Uh, management said in Q4, hey, guess what? We just bought Dasky. We're going to split it. And it was a very enlightening thing based on the comments. So this is something that people are happy about or not happy about when it comes to that conglomerate. Most times when you hear conglomerate, we immediately think warning signals, red flag, bad, right? But what's kind of been the response to this so far? Well, it's, uh, you know, it's in 2025. So TBD sometime in 25, part of it management said on the call was depends on the market. We're not just going to rush into this. But my favorite one was one of the folks in management. They talked about how it's going to be easier it was just a better run company. Now, remember, TFI bought UPS Freight when UPS was divesting some of their stuff to go into pure play parcel and everything, you know, getting back to what UPS does. So TFI bought some of it up. And on the call, they're talking about, well, Dasky's going to be an easier spinoff because when we tried that with UPS, it was really poorly ran. So it took us a while to get it good. And then we were able to eventually sell that off and spin that off. And so uh, overall, you know, when we're looking at splitting the companies like that, it will be a positive from a share point, a share price perspective. You got to imagine these conglomerates are often operated like little fiefdoms anyway. Uh, you know, in trucking and logistics, it's really hard to fully integrate. Not like an amoeba or something. It's really just separate, and they're kind of combined up like a, like a weird family tree. But uh, ultimately, I think it's going to be fascinating because you know, under this new structure. It will allow, uh, you know, Wall Street and stuff to give them better valuation. Unfortunately, analysts just are lazy. They don't want to take the effort for their pretty models to update them. So it has to be a pure play. Uh, you know, it's almost like trying to make a soup and you add a few extra things in it. And they're like, I don't understand this. So, yeah, it's really just a culture of our, our current stock and uh, analysis stuff that they can't figure it out. That's why RxO and XPI had to split up, too. So positive is the keyword. There you go. And in case you guys didn't know, Thomas is both an amateur chef and uh, taught me all about the intricacies of French cuisine a little bit earlier today here. Let's move on to our second topic of the day. This one I think has the most meat to it. We're talking road check week and it's only the end of February, but we are still looking forward to this. And now the CVSA has announced their intentions and their focuses for what this year's road check week is going to involve. Let's go ahead and break down some of those things so that carriers can get ready. Get ready, folks. May 14th through the 16th. It is one of the largest inspections in the world. I think every minute there are like 12 inspections con uh, conducted on either, uh, you know, buses or trucks or anything else that they can get their hands on. And the two big ones for this year, last year was all about them brakes, you know, uh, pump the brakes, right? Haha. -ha. But um, this one is going to be, the first one is 
uh, for protection systems. So valves properly tested, your airlines, they're going to look at that. And the second is a big one. It's going to be alcohol or controlled substance use. We're going to look at the cab. We're going to look in the trailer. We're also going to look you up in the U.S. Drug and Alcohol Clearinghouse. That's right, folks. And, you know, if you haven't been paying attention on that, that's one of the interesting things is if uh, I spoke with Charles Gracie about this, just had him on, you know, with Loaded and Rolling this week. And if you get on that clearinghouse because they find substances, it's actually really hard to get off of it. It's hard to clear your name. So they're going to be doing a double check on that, making sure people who had these things or shouldn't be driving are not on the road because they even wrote in the press release. They're very mad at the larger amount of people getting popped for substances and alcohol. We know, of course, that this is a really hot topic with the trucking community because your drivers and the majority of them, if they're in an enterprise fleet, a lot of them are going to be those interstate drivers where you may be passing through a state like California or like Colorado where recreational marijuana use, which is considered a controlled substance, is legal if you are within those states. And you don't have to be a resident to be there to buy it. You, as long as you are there over 21 and a consenting partic participating adult, you can do that. Is that something that we are running into where if drivers are in a spot where a controlled substance is in a legal place versus, and then they take it maybe over state lines, say into uh, Wyoming where it's not legal, then that's something where they could have um, a check be worried about? You should be worried about it if you're of the kind of mindset that you'll have your marijuana or other controlled substances clearly visible in the cab. They can smell it and they decide to inspect it. Then, yes, you're going to have a big problem because the federal government, and the you know, it's, it's categorized as one of the schedules. I think it's a schedule one. Honestly, that's one of the big issues with the drug advocates is they want to change the scheduling for it. But you can also imagine one of the challenges is, is that if you're one of the uh, if you're the DEA or the Drug Enforcement Agency, a lot of your budget is towards fighting the very things that other states are legalizing. I know it's dramatic it's complicated but um so you know they're going to observe you so i mean if you if you have smoked and you don't have any substances and you're not exhibiting any signs and they don't pick up on it like it's not like they're going to make you urinate in a cup and do a, a dot random on the spot but at the same time if you're one of those drivers so you have a six pack in the the fridge or you have alcohol in the cab or you have other things maybe you just forgot to put it up after your break or you took a 34-hour break you're on the road you didn't dispose of it you're gonna be in trouble i mean that's something that you know control any kind of substances especially when operating a motor vehicle like during your work week, don't be doing it. Booze it or lose it, folks. It's not just a catchy line, but it's fascinating because these are pressures that will harm drivers, but safety advocates will also say, well, you shouldn't be doing it in the first place. But yeah, for those states who have things like recreational marijuana and stuff like that, that is a big challenge. Uh, you know, I would say your risks are much more for like popping hot on a DOT random. Uh, and we're seeing that also, by the way, if a, if a driver is re refusing to take the random, that can be grounds for termination. And so if you're a compliance officer and your drivers get really weird and they say, well, you should have told me about it, it's called a DOT random for a reason. So we're still seeing that friction. So, Thomas, last year or 2023, the CVSA Road Check Week was really focused on those machine systems inside of the truck. And there was a lot of focus on anti-lock braking systems as well as cargo securement. And you saw that in the results where the top results for things that were found in violation ended up being those brake systems and then cargo securement was number four. But this just really shows that those inspectors are looking super closely at this. If you're a fleet manager in an enterprise fleet, what are you doing right now to make sure that every single one of your drivers is up to speed on the latest emphasis for CVSA. 
Well, one of them is you can check the loaded and rolling newsletter, and I linked to their little pamphlet, and it tells you how to do it if you're a fleet. I mean, fleet-wide safety messages, fleet-wide communications. Large enterprise fleets will keep going. I mean, you're large enough. You're just going to let go of the driver. You're just going to term them. You know, that's how it works. You know, let's not be silly. Smaller fleets, though, if your stuff is not good, if your airlines are crappy, your equipment's in poor shape, you're just going to not... You're not going to run for the week. And that's really common. We actually see a, a huge change in spot market activity because so much capacity is, in fact, not doing what they're supposed to do that they just take the whole week off. And so, um, you know, in a perfect world, the system for your CVSA and your point system and stuff like that and your inspections, it's meant to nudge good behavior. You get more points, you get more inspections, and then you get clean, you get fewer inspections. It's supposed to work that way. But for most fleets, Eh, it's too much work. I don't have the funds. I don't have the money. I'm just not going to show up for these small fleets owner operators. Larger fleets, though, they're going to continue to operate in this way. So we will continue to see for contracted freight. I don't think this is a problem, you know, large. But for spot freight, we will see some movement because everyone just stays at home. It's actually more risky to get a level one inspection and have a negative out of service than is just to simply take the revenue hit uh, and just take a big goose egg that week. There you go. Stay home and you won't get caught. Thomas, let's talk a little bit about the show from this week and the newsletter. Coming up, I'm very excited for the upcoming one here. Uh, we're going to be talking to the folks at Nicola, and it's going to be a really fun conversation. We're going to be welcoming uh, Christian Apple with Nicola, talking about differentiating technology impact of fuel cell electric vehicles and what the customers are thinking about it. I got to ride a Nicola truck once, so it's going to be a really fun conversation. Check it out. For this week's edition of your Loaded and Rolling Freight Waves Now community highlight, we will see you on later this week. And of course, always do it live.